that my best friend. She a real bad bitch, got her own money. She don't need no nigga on the dance floor. But it is welcome, to, welcome to Crypto and Bitcoin Talk with Simon and Will. Crypto networking business hour. That's right. Uh, we're networking. We're talking about wellness, crypto, and crypto wellness, NFTs, uh, crypto wellness. How to keep your crypto well? No fucking trans. No, and, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. no, that's not how you keep your crypto Boom. well. I ate three Twizzlers and I'm jacked the fuck up right now. You know my favorite thing about crypto is what? It's money for only boys. It is. <laughs> There's no girls allowed in in crypto. It if is. you're if you're a um how do I say this a bitch and yeah. you're listening to crypto and wellness talk, get out of here. Yeah, and if you took that as like us calling women bitches, like that's on you. Yeah, and you're in the the clubhouse. Yeah, you're, you're in the dojo. Yo, if you don't like the smell that's cooking, then step out, <laughs> step away from the microwave hole. This is already better than the last podcast. <laughs> so much better than that didn't even happen, man. No, that did, that didn't happen. We weren't that's about that. I literally left here and I was like, I have a bone to pick. What What are you pissed off about? Uh, us. Wait, what? No, last time. Okay, we don't want to get dragged into what we were talking about last no, time. No, I, I shouldn't have said I have a bone to pick because I didn't realize that that meant. That like uh, I had something I wanted to specifically address. The the only bone that you have to pick is with sweet riffs and not getting focused on uh, things we don't like in comedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We think about crypto. That's all we really think about. I you know what the I can't remember what the last thought I had that wasn't crypto. Honestly, I brought up crypto uh, a couple times this weekend. I brought up stocks. I bought Peloton because I'm like, it's going down. Wait, what? This Peloton stock went down. Oh shit! That's how much how much you lose on that. Well, I lost about fifty dollars. Damn. And then I bought it more. Wait, what? Yeah, I bought more. You buy when it goes down. You buy more when it goes down. You buy more when it goes down if you really believe in it. I remember this. I was working for a guy at Canadian Tire, and that's what he told me. <laughs> Wait, he was working at Canadian Tire. He was giving you stock tips. We were working at a Canadian Tire. We didn't work for Canadian Tire. We worked for ourselves. Oh, okay. You were independent contractors who were uh, subcontracted by Canadian Tire. Yeah, to perform tasks. Sick. Yeah, and then so we spent a lot so of wait, time. What together. kind of? What kind of? Sorry, to interrupt. Uh, what kind of tasks? We put together children's bikes. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you weren't like gay prostitutes working for Canadian Tire, were you? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Okay, uh, theater of the mind. Imagine two gay prostitutes hired by Canadian Tire to put together bikes. And they're like, do you, do you just want us to blow you? And they're like, no. And they're like, do you want us to blow each other? And they're like, no. Just put these fucking bikes together, man. <laughs> You're trying so hard to get them to pay you to just fuck each other. Can we just fuck? It's like way easier than this bike is hard to put together. It's like, yeah, well, that's that's why no one's putting them together. That's why we had to hire prostitutes. Yeah, we <laughs> wonder what that'd be like, just wa- driving around the city, hiring prostitutes, putting them in a van, and then taking them way out deep into the country, and they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And then you just put them to work. Oh, yeah. You just make them work real hard. And then oh, my God, why is, why is this guy driving me so far out of town? And then you just hand you them, them an to a Holiday key. Inn, and you're like, we'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., and they're like, what? And then it just like turns out you work on the rigs now. Damn. That's where all of those missing women are. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the rigs going, fucking put her in there, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking drill her down. 
Drill, drill, okay. We drilled a little too far. We hit China. Time to back her off. Did you enjoy uh, putting together bikes? I, I feel like that's kind of complicated. Um, well, I just like stuck them together regular, and then he would tune them. And uh, uh, it was a great job. He was a great guy to work with. Was this Dempsey? Uh, no, it was, well, I worked with Dempsey a couple times. I made fun of Dempsey. I was like, uh, I was like, uh, do you want me to go into the Canadian Tire and get you a belt for your pants? Because his, ban- his pants were like hanging low. And I was, everyone was making fun of me all day. And so I was trying to make fun of him to get it off of me. And I was literally sitting cross-legged on the floor trying to put together like a seasonal like table for like an outdoor <laughs> lawn furniture. And it was taking me like two and a half hours. <laughs> and everyone was making fun of me because I was dumb. And then uh, so I made fun of his pants being low. And he was like, uh, yeah, sure. You can go get me a belt if that'll help you work any faster. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> you kept looking at his butt? Yeah. Well, I mean, I did keep... I was just trying to survey everybody else for vulnerabilities, but the guy that I worked for didn't have any vulnerabilities because he was the big boss dog, and he put everything. He knew everything, and I he answered all the questions. I've never had a job where I'm the one answering questions. I'm only asking them. Yeah, me too. That's uh, It's called a form of incompetence. Yeah. Well, it's a form or just is. <laughs> the worst part is like asking questions at your job because like y- if you ask like more than three questions, then you're just like annoying them and keeping them from their job. Yeah, it's it's also annoying too because it's like how, the amount of times when I was working at the organic market that I'd have to ask a question was like probably fifteen times a day, and then and then it, as soon as my supervisor would be like, "Let's go find out," I'd be like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" Ugh, when somebody's instructing let's, you how to learn, let's go. Like, find here's out. how you would know that information. Like, fucking, just tell me what the information is. Yeah, you know when you meet someone and they tell you your, their name, and as they're saying it, you. For, you're forgetting it like letter by letter like they're like my name's you know that that's what i'm like at work anytime someone's showing me something i'm like i'm like reveling in the feeling of work being done in front of me that i'm not doing you know what i mean does that make any oh. sense but uh i did like that job putting bikes together putting little kids bikes together um it was hard and actually now that i think about it i didn't like it but uh it was nice. It was like a good work environment because I could be late or whatever. Like one time I like woke up late and then I texted him and I was like, sorry, I'm late. I just, I fell asleep for like too long. And he was like, uh, okay. And then I, f- I like, as soon as he texted me back, I fell back asleep for another two hours. And then I woke up and I was like, I fell back asleep. I'm on my way right now. And he just said, suck my dick. Really? And yeah. And then I got to work and he was like. I was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like feeling very ashamed of myself. And then he was like, so what'd you do last night? And I was like, oh. And then he was just like, we just kept hanging out. Wait, were you uh, drinking at the time? Yes. Oh, that's, I was thinking that because Simon made these rules. I'm addressing the audience now. Okay. Simon made these rules for the last podcast. There was five rules. And there was punishments as well. If I violated any of the rules, there was a punishment for me. I started talking like a, a goofy rat. Yeah. You might recall Topo Gijo. If you're uh, familiar with the podcast, you're familiar with our uh, most popular character, Topo Gijo. Yeah, he's appeared uh, several times in the last episode. Yeah, he's uh, he's super funny. Uh, Will's actually, uh, you've abided by all of the rules so far, so um, I, have. I haven't pulled them out. But that's that's the thing is like when he first gave me the rules, like a child, I broke all of them as fast as I could to see what would happen. Then it was like 45 minutes of Topo Gijo, and that was unusable. <laughs> 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 honestly <laughs> keep going <laughs> let's do it again <laughs> yeah honestly that that really like 
looking back at the last podcast is like funny to think about <laughs> yeah, it wasn't funny like <laughs> to listen to but like it was just like you gave me these rules and then we started to try to riff but i could not stop thinking about the rules that you had made well it's also just a crazy thing to do to another person to like institute rules in the conversation because then you you immediately are like so when somebody says like i don't think about elephants it's like first thing you th- think about is right child pornography <laughs> <laughs> of course as you as you do it's like when someone says don't think about child now nah, let's not do that because then you'll start well they already think about it they they're already thinking our our listeners they're that's all they're thinking about they're uh, already this, watching this goes it. to the <laughs> this one goes out to our our top, top uh listener uh jared fogel yeah. former former subway spokesman yeah. also on push-ups Keep thinking about pants influencer you'll get out you'll get right put back right into jail you're gonna reoffend. i if you guys want to uh, uh, also uh, donate to the uh, Jared Fogel Freedom Fund, that's, <laughs> what been, uh, that's the way we started the podcast, was just to raise money for our, our bro, uh, Jared. I want to start a Subway franchise just so I can put a tip jar out and then just like erase the word tip and then put the Jared Fogel Freedom Fund. Jared Fogel Freedom Fund. It's one sandwich at a time. Uh, it's actually sponsored by Quiznos. Yeah, it's Quiznos. It's actually um, getting money to set up a sting operation so that when he gets out, we bait him with a bunch of hot kids and then <laughs> douse them in sweet chicken onion teriyaki. Sweet chicken teriyaki? Yeah. Uh, imagine like being the guys at Quiznos being like, man, it's really fucking sucks that they that guy's a pedophile, but also swish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we nailed it. Our sales are down, but our wins are up. Yeah. I mean, if your competition ha- chooses a spokesman that's a a, a child predator... Like, if Quiznos came out as, like, super anti-child predator, and then they could just use Jared Fogle, like, as their <laughs> guy. And, like, yeah, their ad could free. literally just be, we don't have Jared Fogle yeah, as a spokesman. we never had Jared Fogle as our spokesperson. <laughs> we could, like, it could be, like, an ISIS video where, like, <laughs> it comes on, and it's all, like, grainy footage, and then they just slowly start cutting his head off with, like, a dull <laughs> machete. <laughs> <laughs> or just like okay, how's this for a Quiznos ad? It's just a picture of Jared Fogle, then at the very end, Quiznos. <laughs> yeah, it could be, it could be, or like Jared. Fo- I'm just thinking of just different ways to kill Jared Fogle, and then every week a new po- a, a new one comes on, and then it's like you thought that was Jared Fogle? No, <laughs> we did the Robert De Niro face plant Irishman business on him. I don't know what it's <laughs> called. Irishman business. The Irishman. <laughs> they described it like that. <laughs> We gave him the Irishman business. <laughs> so we, put we, we did the <laughs> Robert De Niro Irishman <laughs> business. When you murder somebody, you're like, it's just like the worst murderer on the planet. Did you kill your wife? <laughs> yeah, I might have done the uh, Robert De Niro Irishman business on her. <laughs> How many people died in World War II? Uh, the amount of people that were Ir- <laughs> Robert De Niro Irishman business. <laughs> <laughs> when the bomb dropped on Nagasaki, <laughs> <laughs> or pardon me, when the America did the Irishman Robert De Niro <laughs> business onto Japan on a massive scale, <laughs> I'm I'm Dan Carlin, <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the different Irishman Robert De Niro businesses throughout history. <laughs> The Irishman brought to you by Martin Sir Gorsese <laughs> business, <laughs> based Robert with Robert De Niro. And it uh, all started. We can't talk about the Japanese getting Irishman business, Robert De Niro's, without <laughs> mentioning 
that when Hitler first made his first painting, his teachers said, wow, that looks like Robert De Niro and the <laughs> Irishman. <laughs> it was, I will, seriously, Robert De Niro, Irishman, business, all of the Jews. <laughs> I feel so stupid because I, I was the one who said it, and I can't remember it's, the order it's of the so words. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Robert De Niro, <laughs> Irishman business. <laughs> well, I think it was just—it's just like such a great free association of words. <laughs> Robert De Niro, Irishman business. <laughs> you could—I mean, the, the word murder is so there; it's so available to you <laughs> throughout the sentence. <laughs> you know that thing that Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro, Irishman business. <laughs> You're on trial for <laughs> Robert De Niro Irishman hey. business. Well, um, and the jury finds him Robert De Niro Irishman <laughs> business. I didn't. I uh, Robert De Niro Irishman business. My wife. Uh, it's an official RDIB. <laughs> uh, what were you talking about? <laughs> uh, putting um, Jared Fogel's face on like a random person. And then oh, uh, yeah. filming commercials of them like being shot, like they literally could just take old ISIS videos and then transplant uh, Jared Fogel's face onto them. Do, like, you, do you hate Jared Fogel? Like I, I don't hate. I'm just thinking of like an ad campaign for Quiznos that could like ascend them to the top, <laughs> where they they take old ISIS videos and then the vic the journalist victims that they have, they just like put Jared Fogel's face on it, and he's like, "I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do that to all the kids," and then. Then they're like, they the ISIS says stuff in Arabic, and then okay, they, okay. <laughs> and then they kill, they kill Jared Fogel, and then every, but then that's the thing is like every single week you'd have a different, you could have a different one because you have like how many people have ISIS has killed, like probably a ton, like so many. You could probably show like a video of the Twin Towers, and then just like in shitty stencil lettering, be like Jared Fogel's house, and then boom, boom, two planes hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, fuck yeah, Quiznos. wait, these are all Quiznos commercials. Yeah, they're all Quiznos commercials because it's like, yo, fuck you. Subway, you you did that. Uh, imagine the first Subway commercial after the Jared Fogel thing. Yeah, like was where, where it like uh, where they just like, and now just like a fucking sandwich. <laughs> Let's just focus on uh, the the lettuce is like so good. Let's not forget about the sandwiches, guys. Let's not forget what's really important. Hey, just take your mind off of uh, current events and focus on some sandwiches. At this time, we're all holding our kids a little bit tighter. And holding these sandwiches a little tighter too, if you know what I mean. Is I don't. Th- that would be so sandwiches. funny if they were like, uh, they were doing the double entendres that we all were. What? You Kids know. eat free, and they're all laughing in the boardroom. Well, they, you know, that's he's going to get another a different type of footlong, if you know what I'm saying. In prison, I wonder if the, any of the executives ever called Jared Fogle in prison, and he answers, and he's like, "Hello," and they're like, "Hey, Jared." Uh, you remember Randy, my son? And then the son comes on. He's like, hi, Jared. And then the executives are like, you better not fucking snitch or you'll never get to see pictures of my kid. Oh, wait. The parents are trying to make sure that Jared Fogel doesn't snitch and he's using blackmail of his children's pictures? That's what I think. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that starting it, but by the time we got here. <laughs> I like how your sentences are just so wildly far away from where they begin now. <laughs> Yeah, I man. think that the nervousness of the last pod. I think it, this podcast is already the best podcast we've ever done. I think of so all we, time. We can I think this is the best podcast. Like I was literally like uh, when I left here, I was got in my car and I was like, "We're the best. We're the best podcast ever." And yeah. I just started thinking about like football and like people who fight, and then I was like, "Yeah, they get jacked up." Yeah. 
they get excited and they believe in themselves. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, we got to get jacked up when we. Uh, I want people to listen to this podcast before they start a street fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they don't even know they're about to start a street fight until they listen to this podcast and then they and um, then they fight somebody. That's just what I said. Yeah, I'm supporting it. <laughs> <laughs> you do sometimes do that where you'll take the thing that I said and then put it into your words to like sort of paraphrase like, it. Yeah, you paraphrase it to like school. make it fit into your brain. Like I, I kind of under- understand that. Like that. That uh, just you have to kind of make it your own in order to sort of take the creative yeah. ownership. I take your laundry and then fold it and put it away in my head. Yeah, that's that's a good way to think about it. Isn't that beautiful? That is. You have a, a really like artistic mind. Yeah, you have a, like an artistic mind. Oh, artistic. Yeah, art artistic. Uh, do uh, never mind. <laughs> um, we're not going. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Is there anything like uh, where like artists? do art and then autists do aught <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen any aught you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean they ought to stop licking their hands <laughs> <laughs> wait what are you who are you talking about i don't know <laughs> you shouldn't have done so many twizzlers dude you're, I, sh- you're I did a couple twizzlers fuck it, you're fucking wild now yeah sorry uh, I was thinking about uh, small towns the other day. Doesn't it feel like every small town like diner s- feels like they invented gravy? You think that? Every time you go to a small town diner, they're always like, you got to have the fries with like this, sh- this shit. And oh. It's like, oh, my God. Uh, it's like the exact same gravy that I've had at every single diner I've ever gone to. Yeah, but then they, they charge you so much for it and they have a great like cost, whatever it's called. Like it's it's so cheap for them to make. And yeah. then it's so easy for them to be like, hey, dum-dum, try our gravy. Yeah, our gravy. Try our gravy. And it's like, uh, we do this really special thing where we take it out of a package. And then we make it. Yeah, then we put boiling water and then we stir it a little tiny bit. Okay, it's not boiling. It's pretty cold. And it's going to have sort of the consistency of gelatin after about 14 seconds. Yeah, and then we actually sold a bunch today, so we only have a couple scoops left, so it's mostly powder. It's mostly, you're you're going to have to rail this uh, diner gravy. Yeah, it's hot, but it's not like temperature hot or spice hot. It's like... It's hot in more of a metaphysical way. In the way that, like, how gas smells, that's what it does. <laughs> Like it, will you will not be able to like uh, have like uh, be able to retrieve distant memories very quickly. You'll actually lose memories. But the you gravy, you're gonna love the gravy. You're gonna love the gravy. The gravy's gonna kick out some like really important memories that you had in your childhood that have fundamental parts in who you are as a person. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna take out most of it's going. You're you're basic. You're going to uh, you're gonna be a zombie. After we're gonna it. take out most of the encouraging words your father said to you from ages five to seven. But holy, are these fries going to be way wetter than they were before? Yeah, you know what I, I realize with gravy is that I just like wet fries. I yeah, yeah. It's not even not even whatever it is. It's just the wetness of the fries is yeah, nice. But then you have a crunchy fry, and you're like, ah, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's why we use these dips. It's not for like taste. Like we could put ketchup on it. We could put it's mayo so on for it. The, it's so your first half of the fry is wet and you're bummed and then you eat the second half and you're like crunch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You eat the first half and you're like, oh, that's good. Then the second half you're like, oh, remember the first half? I wish I'd done that with the second. <sighs> yeah, I wish I could just double. Do like a little like Darth Maul fucking <laughs> lightsaber action. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dip on both hands. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty nerdy reference for you. Yeah. That is... 
Dude, what? I'm hitting my references. That's crazy. What is going on? Those Twizzlers fucking jacked up with some Adderall? Uh, no. No, I think if I did Adderall, I'd be, like, not as funny. I'd be, like, full business mode. I'd, like, wouldn't even be talking about Jared Fogle and, like, funny ISIS videos of him getting beheaded. And, like, I wouldn't talk about that. I would just be, like, I need to start a Quiznos. Oh, yeah. You, you, you're so business. I would go full business. And I'd be, like, I would got to start a different sandwich shop. Do, uh, okay. Uh, biz- in terms of business. Billy's uh, pastramis. Business pastramis? <laughs> <laughs> the Irishman business pastrami. <laughs> uh, I need. Um, uh, if you don't give me your business, I'm gonna uh, Robert De Niro Irishman business your whole family. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Listen, go watch all the movie the Irishman, and also Come know who Robert De Niro is. Come talk to me in the next three days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, keep talking. I'm gonna come up with a cool new topic. You don't have to come up with a new cool topic. Okay, ask me a I, question. No, I okay. Well, no, I can filibuster. I had something that I wanted. I was thinking about actually today in the car that I haven't like. I don't know if it's because like you laugh at stuff when I'm silly, but then you don't laugh at stuff that I think like other people laugh at when I talk about. So I'm gonna say something that I think other people think is funny, but I don't think you'll laugh at. Okay. okay. Uh, go. Okay, so I was drinking in the in this truck with my boss and you remember him i don't know if you met him but you've heard a lot about him right and so we're we're drinking in there and then so he was telling me about um it was like third or second fourth hour that we were drinking in there and he was telling me about how uh he, he had a friend that he used to dp chicks with and uh his friend was in the hell's angels and uh was really big and like all the cocaine in northern alberta ran through this guy and he was like six foot crazy and like just 300 and some crazy amount of pounds and they, he's like yeah we used to dp chicks together all the time and then one day he told me he was like he's like tony i gotta tell you something and he's like if i if you fucking tell anybody else i'll fucking murder i'll kill you i'll fucking irishman business face it or uh, whatever yeah, go, go. Whatever de niro face you and then tony was like okay well what is it and he's like well i'm fucking i'm gay and then tony was like no way and he's like oh, i'm gay so this guy's gay and then I'll, then i was like oh like uh, and this is my boss talking. He's like, and then I after that I was like, I just I, just, I thought like, oh, does that does that make me gay? Because like I DP chicks with him, so does that does that make me gay? And I was sitting in the back seat. I was like, nah, man. Like, I don't think so. I'm like, it'd be fine if you were gay, but either way, like, y- just because you're having sex with the same person as he is doesn't mean you're not gay. It's not like you're. You're DPing someone, right? So you're like ones in the front, ones in the back. Yeah. Were and you coming he, in his ass? And then he was like, "No, no, it's not. DP isn't one in the front, one in the back. That's a spit rose. DP's two dicks, one puss." He's like, and then so I like so that's I was like, oh, I was like, well, I guess that's I don't know about that. Like, I don't think that's I don't think that's gay, right? And I was like, especially like it's not like you kept doing it. And he was like, oh no, after he told me he was gay, we kept doing it like. <laughs> He's the DP chicks. We just kept DMP and chicks. So we just know that. And he's like, and it kind of honestly, even after that, like it, it, it was like kind of added something to it because it was like, I didn't even know. Like if, if it's like, is it, uh, does it feel good that my dick's in her puss, or does it feel good because my dick's against his dick in her puss? <laughs> he's saying this out loud to you. Yeah, and he was like, so, and I was like, oh man, you got to see like a beautiful cocoon to butterfly moment. Of well, somebody like out loud, kind of just thinking out how if they're gay. Yeah, and I mean, he was like, "Is it, is it gay that I liked how his dick felt while I was in her pussy?" 
And I was like, man, I, uh, I'm pretty yeah. drunk. I'm pretty drunk right now. It's like a Sudoku of homosexuality. Yeah, it is. It's like what came first, the chicken or the two dicks inside of the chicken? I mean, <laughs> that, that's where that comes from. <laughs> oh, that old thing. Yeah, I mean, that, like, I th- I think mathematically it, uh, and I've I think of myself as somewhat of an expert of when something is gay. Uh, I'd say that by the fact, if he is even questioning it, he's at least bi curious. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he probably. Also, where did the word bi curious go? I just like left over the past like ten years. Uh, I don't know. I feel like curious is still around. Yeah, but that's not. I don't know. Curious has been by curious is just gone. Curious like has been dragged into all sorts of sexual business that it doesn't. I feel like bad because curious is a very innocent word. It's like, oh, what was that? My ears perked up, and then it's like all of a sudden getting rammed into assholes and dicks and vaginas and yeah, I'm fucking shoving it. my dick in an asshole and fucking splooging yeah. all over. <laughs> curious. Hmm, I'm very curious right now. Yeah, well, it's one of those words that sounds scientific so that you kind of get away from the fact that it's like, oh, I kind of like the idea of a penis. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm uh, a little bit of penis curious. Yeah, I'm curious about how, like, that. that's probably the most bi-curious story that I've ever heard of the guy, like, legitimately being like, like, that is, like, a really hard math question to ask, like, two dicks, one puss. Yeah, if a train's also, running at 65 miles per hour on a track. We're DPing a chick on the train. And you're, yeah, you're, you and me are DPing the same chick. And we just did a bunch of coke, and uh, this guy's in the Hells Angels. And he no, was, if you do any kind of coke, then you're, whatever you do is, uh, it doesn't count. Well, it's not so much about accounting or not counting. It was more just interesting because, like, at a certain point, I looked at his eyes when he was telling me the story. And in the rearview mirror, his eyes looked like he already knew the answer and he wanted me to find out for myself. You know, one of those Indiana Jones tricks where he wants Indiana Jones to find the treasure, but he's following Indiana Jones so he can steal Are you talking the about in the Raiders of the Lost Ark when uh, Belloc uh, follows him? So Indiana Jones goes through the temple and then fixes everything and gets like the ornament or whatever? Um, yeah, well, I was just kind of sh- taking a shot in the dark at a plot line in... Uh... Wait, were you guessing? <laughs> <laughs> you were guessing the storyline to an Indiana Jones movie as an analogy? That was a guess because I <laughs> I was thinking of a plot like I was thinking of like what was he was doing and then I was thinking who's an adventurer obviously yeah, Indiana Jones and me I'm the adventurer because I'm trying to adventure into my mind if the if this story that this guy's telling me is gay or not and the whole time he's watching me put all the things together meanwhile he knows the answer and then I thought well I'm sure um, it's not Tom Hanks who's the guy uh, I was about uh, when you said you could be like. I'm not sure if that's gay or not, but what you have to worry about is what's going on in here. And then you point to your own dick and you have a full-on heart on. <laughs> I have two dicks. They're rubbing against a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, a hermaphrodite. I was born with a pussy with two dicks inside of it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of like gay math that I... Because uh, you could go into like quantum physics of, of gay math, which is like uh, going back in time. I think like if you go and you have sex with... like you're, You and me are in a gay relationship. We pretend, or yeah, hypothetically, if we're oh. in a gay relationship, I go back in time uh, to when before you were eighteen. Yeah, I have sex with you when you're eighteen. Whoa. Is that before I was eighteen? Before you're eighteen, like if I'm, does that make me a pedophile or does that make me? Yes, but you've already given me permission from your y- no. future self. Yes, 
It's wait. I said, yeah, you can go back and fuck yeah. me as a child. You give me consent. Okay, this story. I'm uh, sorry. I'm not going to do this to you. I'm not going to argue with you on it. Uh, so the question is: Is it? Are you a pedophile? Yeah. I, am I? Am I a pedophile if I go back? Why would I? It, you're also 17. Okay, 17. I don't think counts as pedophilia. Okay, 15. That's. Yes. Okay, 15. I go, uh, man, I wish I'd so chosen. So what's the conversation before that then? So I, you and I are hanging out. I'm doing the dishes. You just made a nice keto meal. I'm not like not really feeling keto, but I'm kind of doing it because you'll do it. And then like I want to, you know, just show resilience and strength in the relationship. You know, The more I think about this, the more it really didn't have to be gay. Yeah, we're just in a relationship and you're like, hey, could I fuck you when you were a kid? And I go, if that's if that's what you really like, I'm already doing this keto thing for yeah, you. Yeah, you don't stop doing the dishes when I'm, you answer. I'm I'm already <laughs> like not eating bread, and now you want to fuck me when I'm a child, and you're like, I made a time machine for this, and I go, yeah, sure, I guess. The second you say sure, like all of a sudden, like your brain just deteriorates, and you realize you've been molested. Yeah, I immediately starts shooting up heroin in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> start drinking fentanyl. I, I, I don't know if I could, uh, I wouldn't give permission personally. You don't need permission? I wouldn't give permission. I would be like, no, as much as I love you, I, I think that that's just like an inappropriate thing to ask. Yeah, I would, I think I would too. And I would also like ask for a divorce immediately. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like now that I, I think about it, like I remember talking to like a who? few people hypothetically about this for like three hours and we just had so many, we had so many different theories, but now it's like looking back like, oh, I, I just wouldn't agree to do that. Yeah, I mean, if it if I was in a relationship with a girl and she said, "Can I go back in time and fuck you when you were young?" Uh, I'd be like, "Of course you can. That's fucking." Oh my sick, god! Hell man. yeah! Fuck yeah! Please you should be do. like, "Hey, can you can also you imagine, uh, like getting blown by like a can you also fuck my uh, adult friend Simon when he's a full adult?" <laughs> and me and you are holding hands. <laughs> hey, uh, can you go back in time and have sex with Simon? He's like a you don't know. Him. You don't know him, but. Um, I'm thinking about the time machine that you would have to offer this if you're, like, approaching your spouse and being like, hey, could I fuck you back in time when you were a child? And they're like, okay. And then you're like, hey, I just got to... And then they watch you get into a time machine, and then you just start... And they, all they see is just you masturbating. <laughs> yeah. I'd go back in time and be like... I'd look, I'd go to, like, the Holocaust and be like, you guys shouldn't be doing that. It's like, ooh, a little too far. I was just trying to fuck my wife she, when she was a kid. <laughs> I <laughs> was trying to get back to uh, youth... Yeah, I I uh, I'm trying to think of a situation where I'd actually want to go back in time, and it's really also you just, go back just in murder. time, and then you have to like convince this kid to. Ugh, this is awful. No, no, it's hypothetical theory. Yeah, it's a horrible hypothetical theory. The answer is no. I love that Louis joke where he's like, "I would go back in time and rape Hitler." <laughs> yeah, so, that's so good. I still think about that because it's like that's the perfect joke for that situation. Yeah. Yeah, Louis C.K., uh, he's a local Edmonton comedian. <laughs> uh, he's headlining the Polar Park uh, Lounge or whatever the fuck. He's featuring. He's featuring. Yeah, the headliners of, of Ventriloquist. <laughs> it's so funny when local shows are like, um, and this is actually a real comedy show. It is kind of funny, like watching a real, like watching a comedy show. You ever be doing stand-up and you're just like, this isn't a show. This is actually nothing right now. This isn't a show. This is a, this is a social experiment that's there's, happening. There's like a whole, yeah, it's like, it's like there's no through line, there's no structure, 
It's just literally a collection of people going up after each other and talking for what is supposed to be a specified amount of time, but most of the people are going to disrespect that. So yeah. it's not even like... Let's have a talking for a, speces- a specified amount of time show where like there's no, there's absolutely no pressure to laugh or make other people laugh. Just like, you know, not even tell an interesting story. Just like, you know... Just get up there. Just get up there, man. <laughs> just get up and see how you feel. I've, I, do you know, I wonder how damaging those words are. How often, like, you know what? Just fucking do it, you know? Just, it doesn't matter how long you do it for. doesn't matter if nobody's laughing. doesn't matter if you're, honestly, everyone in your life tells you not to. That's a lot of words that you just said. What? You said a lot of words. You're like, I wonder how damaging those words are. And then I was like. Oh, no, I just mean, like, uh, those, those, like, people who are motivating others, like, just be yourself. Just go for your dreams. And then, like, when people go for their dreams, it's like, you know what? You shouldn't have listened to me. No, I think it's good. Well, like, how many lives has that destroyed? Well, what, was it going to make it better if they just didn't do that? Probably. I think learning some type of responsibility, discipline. I think telling someone to pursue your dreams is is just your way of being like, can you just shut the fuck up? Yeah, don't make, uh, <laughs> pursue your dreams, but also don't invite me to your Facebook yeah. events. Where, which direction are your dreams in? Are they away from me? Yeah, you should pursue <laughs> that. Yeah, you should pursue whatever's over there. You should really start pursuing something because you've been following me around this fucking shoppers for a little while. This is just what you say to homeless people? Yeah. What? I don't know. You said uh, somebody's following you around shoppers. No, I usually just give them some money, and then uh, then they're like, "Yeah, you don't have any more." And I'm hey, like, "Should I, I get into stand-up comedy?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Buddy, you would fucking kill. Yeah, you would fucking Robert De Niro Irishman business." <laughs> I do know Nick McQuick's email address. <laughs> I want to email him because I got a tight five. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny watching like a homeless guy like go get the email address for the comic strip, go to the library computer, and then just like. Watching him battle against the will to watch porn on the library computer. My favorite Bob Angeli moment from uh, doing the Comedy Factory is he was like, "All right, Simon, I I, uh, I think we're gonna do a uh, uh, we're I'm gonna have you headline, uh, but I need you to send me your headshot." And then I sent him a headshot. He's like, I, "It doesn't work. I uh, you you have to uh, not put color in it because those are <laughs> it costs more to print color at the library." <laughs> <laughs> then he was like, and I was like, oh, well, you if you if it has color in it, then it'll just like make the it, it you know if it's black and white, then it won't make it color in it. And then he was like, nope, nope, I I just spent fifty cents. So I spent he spent seventy five cents on uh, printing out my headshots, and you're the only one. Yeah, I had to like with a colorized headshot. Yeah, I talked to him like it was like a crisis hotline. He's like shaking his head every time he sees you. He's like, Simon, you have no idea what I've done for your career. 75 cents. Do you know how many comics have been through here? None of them get this royal treatment. I was listening to Dead Baby Bear and uh, Sean was uh, talking about Bob Angeli. And that is, it's crazy what other people have had to go through when it's like, he's so nice to me. Yeah, uh, I, I have a story about him. What? Um, he was like, so the first time I was there, he's like, hey, buddy, hey, hey, and there's that F word rule, you're not allowed to say fuck, and, like, everybody talks, I've heard everybody say it, and he's like, hey, buddy, yeah, like, good, okay, so you're, uh, you're gonna be going up, you can do, how much time do you have, and I was like, I have about 15 minutes, so you can, okay, you could do, 
you can do 10 or 15 minutes, okay? And there's uh, just a couple of rules, like, uh, do you know the the no F-bomb rule? And I was like, the no F-bomb rule? He's like, yeah, you can't drop any F-bombs. And I was like, well, what word is that? He was like, uh, fuck, you can't say fuck. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, can I say faggot? I say that a lot in my act. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Just no fucks, please. And then he just kept talking. I was like, oh, wow, he did not even pick up that I was kidding. <laughs> yeah. And then I felt, like, obliged to use that word uh, on stage, but I was also scared to do that. And not to mention, like, I the first three words that I said, I went, I was like, hey, every fuck. Oh, fuck yeah malik and uh mike did that when they they went there with me i remember he went up to malik uh the only time that malik did it he was like all right malik um there's gonna be a uh there's actually a uh i guess you could call it a roller coaster machine that's just been turned on so it's gonna be very very loud all right i'll see you see you up there <laughs> yeah wait the roller coaster machine was real yeah it's a real thing they have like a roller coaster machine I think it's just something that shakes and makes a lot of noise, but and, may, and brings people joy. <laughs> I'll be honest with you; I don't think it's a roller coaster machine. <laughs> I, I think that it was like probably like a VR thing, and somebody's like, "Oh yeah, this is how people like pretend like they're on roller coasters." And Bob's like, "Oh, so it's like a roller coaster machine." <laughs> it's a it's like a it's like a, a machine that simulates roller coasters. Oh, so it produces roller coasters. Yeah, there's something annoying about, like, uh, I'm, like, envious, but also, like, I get frustrated with, like, comics who don't listen to Bob's rules. They're, like, they'll come and they'll be, like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, they're too cool for it. And then they'll, like, break his rules of saying fuck. Yeah. And, like, I can't. It's so stupid. I watch it. I'm, like, yep, that's a shame. They'll never work here again. Yeah. I'm, like. (laughs) I've had that totally where I'm, like, I'm smugly, like, well, goodbye to the factory to you. Yeah. See you later. And then, like, six months later, they're, like, headlining clubs. And you're like, (laughs) well, Well, you'll never headline this club. So long, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Enjoy your theater. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever, man. We'll always have the factory. No matter, like, how far down the ranks of stand-up comedy I go, it's, like, it's my little safety net. Yeah, it's like that scary movie thing where, like, you run and, and then... You see, like, the murderer, and then you run out of that room and then run down to the basement, and he's there before you get there. That's like the comedy factory. Like, every time you hit rock bottom, it is there. <laughs> and then the <laughs> next time you hit rock bottom, you're like, oh, my God, I have wait, wh- How did I get into the comedy factory? <laughs> and then, like, you're on your deathbed. And Hear you're that, pro- young comics? <laughs> the comedy factory is just like that. <laughs> right before if you guys are interested in uh, the uh, Edmonton comedy scene, the Comedy Factory is sort of like the movie Scary Movie in that <laughs> scene where the, the the scary guy is chasing him around into the basement. You're laying on your deathbed and you're trying to tell the nurse that you want to say goodbye to your kids one last time and she pulls down her mask and it's Bob and she's like, you're on in five minutes. <laughs> uh, I, had a, I had a dream about Bob a few nights ago. Yeah? Yeah. Um, a good one? He stole my backpack filled with my <laughs> iPad and computer. <laughs> And then I ran down the street, and I was so close to catching him, and then... Uh, he got away? Yeah, he got away. And oh then, like, God. all of the cops were like, don't worry, we all know where he lives. <laughs> and then they drove me to his house. <laughs> and I just got all of it back. And it was, like, almost a conflict-free dream. Uh, like, after the I got my stuff back, he was like, ah, sorry. And I'm like, no, nah, it's cool. That's so funny that the cops gave you a ride. Yeah. The ultimate Uber. Dude... 
that could that dream could have gone so many different ways because i was like i literally you know how he does that thing where he gets on stage and he starts clapping his hands and like he claps his hands and like nods at everybody to signal for them to clap their hands i thought about him running away with your ipad in the backpack and then right as you're about to get him he turns to a big group of people and starts clapping and then they all start clapping and then it <laughs> distracts you and then he gets away uh that would be a sneaky way for dream bob angeli to steal my uh precious materials dreamy bob so um uh william let's go to the the topic list that i've set up for us okay. um let oh, me I had a y- your list of rules. I w- I want to read them out. No, I'm no, I'm not going to get fixated on them. I promise. Okay. I just want to like. Inst- I I feel embarrassed that I sent them to you. I'm sorry. I don't want to. Im- I'm not trying to embarrass you. I, that's I legitimately. I'm not trying to embarrass you. Is yeah. I want to be known as a beloved local eccentric. You are. You. Oh my god. That actually is like literally how I would describe you. Really? Thanks. I, it's like me and the street preacher. Yeah. I think that's you. How I uh, like me. Um. Probably like most of your friends. Everybody who works at Remedy, we would all describe you that way. Yeah, but it's also, there's an implication that I'm a little bit old, which I don't like. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You can read the rules. also, if you were young and eccentric, I would fucking hate you. Oh, you think so? Oh, my God. Have you ever met a young eccentric person? Oh, my. Oh, Matt Bougie. No. He's not eccentric. He's eccentric. I would not call him eccentric. Okay, who's eccentric? Um, just like people who are like in theater school, pretty much. That's it. No, they're fa- they're it's like an affectation of being eccentric. That's they're where they like to be they eccentric. sing on the train or like they're they like they have bad haircuts like on purpose, like chicks with like the worst haircuts you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, that's that's like uh, pretending to be eccentric because you lack like a, a personality. Like a bowl cut haircut where like it goes over your eyebrows and then is like short where like a like literally a backwards bowl cut. No, say what you will about me. I'm I'm eccentric by uh genuinely being uh like a fucking dumbass. Uh I don't know about uh, being a dumbass. I think you're eccentric in different ways. Like you like things the way you like them. You That's right. wear shorts uh inside at That's right. weird times. Uh Remember you, l- l- how about you read the last rule from the thing that I sent you? Do you think I'm making fun of you right now? I know you're making fun I'm of me. I'm not making fun no, of you. No, no, no. Just, just read the rule. No, I'm thinking about things that I re- I legitimately like about you. Okay. I was going to say respect, but I don't like when people say, ooh, I respect that. Because like, when someone says, ooh, I respect that, it's like, who gives a fuck about what you think? Yeah, no, what do you, what do you got a big list of things you respect? Yeah, like, as <laughs> a big... When people say, who have no clout or no, like, it, there's nothing about them that you like need to... like 21 years old and they're like, I respect that. It's like, your respect is worth so fucking little. Yeah, it's like, you have my respect, what, you uh, subscribe to my YouTube account? Yeah, what do you have... Okay, number five, attacking a podcast host personally to diminish riff. I guess that's a little bit different, but... Yeah, that was different. And, okay, so the rules and punishments for the sleepover podcast. Number one, being mad at someone who only recently purchased podcasting equipment, having difficulty with the equipment. And the punishment for the breaking that rule is 30 seconds of Topo Gijo. Topo Gijo! Yeah, you recall. Number Rule number two, interrupting and ruining a riff without improving... Without improving, and it doesn't mention, like, improving the riff or not. So it's, like, I'm assuming you could also just, like, without improving yourself as a person. Yeah, well, no. I I mean, it's open-ended, but, like, I think it's fair to say, like, 
if you are just like improving a bowl of cereal, then you're not improving what uh, we're talking about. Like, I obviously, could have been more specific, but I okay. do I do stand by that rule. Okay, so don't interrupt a riff and don't, and ruin don't inter no interrupting and ruining a rift without in adding on to it. So piling onto it. And so breaking that rule will cost you 45 seconds of Topo Gijo. Topo Gijo. And so rule number three. Dismissing a riffer for allowing it room to grow. Which is which is good. It's very similar to the, to, to the second one. But n looking at it now, I'm thinking, you know what? It's good that you've separated that. Because room to grow is different than interrupting and ruining. That's that, true. And breaking that rule is... You guessed it, two minutes of Topo Gijo. Topo Gijo. Yeah. So number four. I don't even know if you dislike Topo Gijo. Me? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I didn't like Topo Gijo, but then I told my girlfriend about it, and she laughed, and now and now I like it. Cause nice. It, it got a laugh. So. I think your girlfriend is cool, too. <laughs> that's, that's nice. I'll, I'll let her know. Uh. Dismissing a newly brought up topic without seeing if the other podcast host maybe has something he'd like to riff out. One minute of Topo Gijo. And I can, I'm, I don't want to. One minute of Topo Gijo is the consequence of that. I'm not, I'm not going to stick you to this, but this has happened to me about a few times. Yes, it has. As in, I've brought up a topic and it's been dismissed and ignored. Hey, you know what? I'm. I think that this is. We're we're learning how to podcast with each other, and I it's think like, so. yeah. I think this is the most successful podcast uh, of all time. Is this, this is the most successful podcast of all time? Correct. And we have to remember that, like, uh, it's like we're both young Jamie. <laughs> yeah, we're young we're yeah. from Joe Rogan. Yeah, we're. It's like <laughs> <laughs> we're both producers. Yeah, I mean, I, it's like if all the producers of all the hottest podcasts. Had their own podcast, you know. That's it's like I, young Jamie. It's honestly, Ben from Tim Dillon. Every time I'm finished using the washroom, that's what I say. I say, Jamie, pull this up. <laughs> uh, whenever I'm just about to come outside of my girlfriend, I'm like, uh, "Let's, uh, Jamie, do you want to pull this out? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a reference on this, Jamie?" Every time I'm in a fight with my girlfriend and she's winning, uh, hey Jamie, do we have a reference on this? And she's like, "Who the fuck is Jamie?" <laughs> Whenever my girlfriend wants me to give her a ride, I'm like, uh, "Hey Jamie, do you want to pull up a fucking Uber for this bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, every time my girlfriend has a baby, I'm like, "Hey uh, Jamie, can we get some pull-ups for this fucking baby?" Uh, whenever I'm, I'm I'm working out on some uh, playground equipment, I'm like, Can we get some pull-ups on this, Jamie. <laughs> 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 yeah, every time I'm like really tired in a workout, I'm just like, Hey, Jamie, can we just get one more pull-up? Oh, no, that was the same one as yours. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> we ran into the riff wall. We're like, it's not a riff wall. It's not a riff wall. It's just like when two the two dogs are eating spaghetti and then they kiss. <laughs> They both think they have their own Yeah, instead, <laughs> we, instead of walls, we should call them two dogs eating spaghetti, <laughs> but they kiss. <laughs> uh, man, I, I don't know if you've noticed my, my house, but it's like, foundation's pretty strong. The uh, two dogs eating spaghetti, but they kiss. There's a, they're from, it's from the 1940s. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. I just... Uh... Uh, Saudi Arabia, am I right? That's one of the best countries in the whole world. Imagine getting away with 9-11. What? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry, I I don't mean to violate the rules. No, let's talk. We're talking Saudi Arabia now. Are we? I didn't finish the last rule. Okay, sorry. Is that okay? Yeah, go on. 
Okay. We can come back to Saudi Arabia. Because okay. I, I, this is news to me. I did not know that they did. Yeah, I 9/11. think like 20 of the 24 hijackers Did were they Saudi. also do Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, they also did. <laughs> Saudi Arabia did <laughs> 9-11. Also Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And also the band 311. No way. I know. What about Bob Seger? Bob Seger, also the Saudis. Uh, yeah, it's it's that it was sucks life leaving my body, but it's just like all of the oil and all of the uh, natural resources that they have. It's like it's, we can't not be, no matter how many atrocities. They also did Blink One Eighty Two. No way. Yeah, when they did that one, they were like, "I'm so Saudi." That's crazy. Did Fort McMurray do some forty one then? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, the Canada's answer to the Saudis. Blink-182 is some 41. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just, like, pre-associating again. Yeah, we are. Yeah, uh, the Saudis were certainly uh, Irishman Robert De Niro business, <laughs> a lot of Americans that day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, the last rule is uh, attacking a podcast host personally to diminish riff. <laughs> I like that the the rule is, like, it's not don't attack the podcast host. It's like don't attack the podcast host if it's you're trying to hurt their riff. Yeah, I don't want to be like I don't mind if you insult me, but if it diminishes a riff, then I, I feel like there should be consequences. That makes sense because like and it, it's really reflective of like how you care about certain things in here. Like because of how much time you've given as punishment uh, for Topo Gijo. Because that last one is three minutes, which is number high, one highest. Yeah, number one highest. Um, okay, so those are Simon's rules, which I think those are all fair. And, like, I didn't at first when I read them. I reacted very strongly. And uh, there's a lot of Topo Gijo, and I just want to say I have one rule. What's now, that? My rule is that if there anything happens or is said to me that uh, I take personally, I'm going to relapse. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, man, that's the, uh, that's like that's, the only, that's one, your though, nuclear bomb. It's one rule. So you, I'll break a rule and, uh, and then, and then you get a couple of minutes with Topo Gijo. You break one of my rules and you'll have to spend a lifetime without me. <laughs> uh, okay. Damn. <laughs> All right. You got me. That's a, that's a real, uh, that's the Tommy gun of, uh, punishments in a podcast. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you have more rules, so I feel like it's, like, evened out, but I have the heaviest rule. I've been, yeah, I mean, fuck. I, Anyways, back to the... Chess mates. Okay. Saudis. What else did they do? K-pop? Uh, the Saudis actually did invent K-pop. Really? Uh, yeah. It's funny because no, no Saudis were on Epstein's Island, but I think it was, like, uh, they don't get along. They probably just because they thought his jet was shitty. Yeah. They were probably like, you got a shitty jet. You think that's a jet? Their jet is like literally like overflowing with children. Yeah. They're like, why would we go to an island to sleep with children? Well, we can just go to the hospital. Why would we go to an island to sleep with children when we could be inventing K-pop? <laughs> yeah, they're just like they'll do 9/11, but they're also like, uh, pedophile. What the fuck? <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> did you just stop your own thoughts? No, as in like they're like, I can't believe you guys are pedophile. I I'm literally like I'm not gonna be surprised when anybody's a pedophile now. It's just every every single celebrity, every every person that I respected, 
Honestly, the further I wait, I get from childhood, the least, the less I understand pedophilia. How so? Um. Well, when I was a kid, I like, uh, like I I don't know. Did I say this on? The, I can't tell if I if this was on the Lost podcast or not. But uh, like, I had a uh, cop like tell our school that if you had nudes of somebody, then that was technically child por- porn, and that you could go to jail for it. And then I remember hearing that at like 15 and 16 and being like, fuck that. That's I'm 16 or I'm 15. Like that's that's not child porn. That's teen porn for teens. It's porn for teens. It's my porn. So you were at an age where like people were sending nudes in high school? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like in junior high. It started in like probably like the seventh grade that people were like sending nudes or hearing about it or... So as you would get passed around and like at the time I was like, what the hell? It's weird that you guys are telling us it's child porn. Like you guys shouldn't even be looking at our porn. It's porn for us, you know? And then like. Yeah, that's what they should rebrand child porn as. Porn for <laughs> us. Porn for us. Boo-boo. It's like just a bunch of kids. <laughs> Boo-boo. It's, it's just a bunch of kids. Just like it's, it's, it's porn for the next generation. Yeah. It's hey, radical porn. This ain't. This isn't porn for your parents. This isn't your parents' porn. This is Gen X porn. It's for when you're like your kid and you don't want adults getting into your porn. <laughs> <laughs> so you have porn with kids in it. Yeah, you have porn with kids in it. Hey, there's your buddy Timmy. Hey, there's your buddy Sally. And it and it's your <laughs> this is I think we're describing an ad for child pornography. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I guess what I'm saying is like I the like a second I turned eighteen I was like, oh well, maybe not the second I turned eighteen, but like once I started looking back on it, I was like, "Ooh, Jesus Christ. Yikes. Like, that's so fucked up. Like, <laughs> no, it'd be funny if it was the second you're turning 18. You're just like holding your finger above a send button with your penis sending to every girl that you know. <laughs> well, here's OK. I'm going to share something real. OK, go on. Uh, this guy that I used to be friends with when I was in high school, he got a like he was. The type of guy that would brag about hooking up with girls and, like, he had a girlfriend, but he cheated on her a bunch and, like, with a bunch of her friends. And then, like, so a lot of people thought, like, oh, this guy's the man, right? He's, like, fucking everybody. I found out later, talking to some of these girls that he had hooked up with or said that he had sex with, they would be like, yeah, I mean, we kind of hooked up, but it was more like he, we went over to his house to hang out and we were, like, hanging out and then he started crying and, like, uh, then Billy just begged me for a hand job till I gave him one. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> and then he would be like, I fucked her. And then Imagine doing that and then like going to your buddy's house and strutting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like walking, head pushed back, smile, big old sun yeah. in the air. It's like, hey, man, your eyes are a real, little red. He's like, yeah, but my dick's empty. <laughs> and an empty dick, red eyes. Yeah, so, I don't think I've ever cried to get sex. Uh, No, I have. Oh, you never, spoke too soon. <laughs> I no, I think I've cried like somewhere near sex. Not not like right after. Maybe I've cried about a girl I've had sex with, but I don't think I've ever cried in order to leverage sexual yeah, those, activity. Those are nothing like trying crying to have sex. Yeah. Crying during or after sex is way different than before to get it. Dude, if you're listening to this, this is the Sims to Pimps podcast. <laughs> if you're crying to fucking Get pussy. Simps to pimps. You're a fucking loser, okay? Yeah, you got to stop simping. C- quit simping and start pimping. Actually, wait. No, that's the other way around. That is pimping. 
You, you got a simp, uh, pimp to simp. That's right. You start, you cl- collect a stable of prostitutes, and then you cry in front of them. <laughs> you boil it down to one you trust a lot, and then you marry her. Yeah, your bottom simp. <laughs> yeah, you literally you go from pimping to simp because this is a pimping move. Is like to emotionally manipulate. Like what a what a female way to get a hand job. <laughs> Imagine that one pimp going up to his girls like. I just need you to give me your money. It's like, well, can you just fuck that guy already? I, I, I don't want to fuck that guy for money. Please, <laughs> wait on you fucking. Or she's like, hey, look, I, I just like don't really feel like fucking that guy tonight. You're just like, everyone, everybody, <laughs> nobody wants to fuck that guy so they can pay me money. <laughs> the simp pimp. <laughs> Just, the guy's like, I don't want to have sex with her. I don't. Wanna, why are you keep fucking forcing this on me? I think she should fuck you. <laughs> Please. It's like, look, dude, I've known you for a long time, but every time I talk to you, you're trying to sell me like some one of your girls. Like, like I guess you don't want to have sex with me. I don't girl. feel good. <laughs> Can you call my mom? I want to go home. Uh so There's this like a wellness podcast called uh, like well well uh, it's like something about masculinity and wellness. I forget what the name is. Yeah. But the both of the hosts just had this like really long just diatribe about how they would never have. Both of them are black, and they say that they would never have sex with black women. What? I know. And then they went around and they were like, I, "I we didn't mean it like that. We meant it like." We're not attracted to black women. What? And then everyone's like, that's what we're mad at. <laughs> yeah, you said what we're mad at. And then they start crying, and then white girls give them handjobs. I mean, they're yeah, they're doing very well. And actually, I think this has improved their business, but uh, that's crazy. Oh, man, that, that is a bummer, because uh, that's hot. Yeah, we love African queens on the sleepover podcast. We really do. Like, legitimately do. At least I do. I love African queens. I do. I mean, can you stop saying that? Okay, sorry. Uh, no, I, uh, I don't mean to break any of the rules. But no, no, uh, no. That that le- is legit. But I, I do. I should not be saying that. That's okay. It's just the second one that I was like, all right. Yeah, I, I, we got the, we got the picture, Simon. All right. Yeah. We, one well, first one was endearing, and then the second one was like, <laughs> wait, do you just call them this? <laughs> oh no. Oh, uh, um. So can I finish my story? Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, go on. That's okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, so he, this was the type of guy he was, like, uh, crying at hand jobs. And then, so then he had, like, through either girls that had sent him nudes or nudes that he had, like, got from other guys, he had, like, organized this entire file, like, this whole, like, email of nudes of different girls. And there was, like, probably, like, 19 or 20 in there wow yeah and then so obviously he like sent it around and like used it to gain more access to other ones and like he really built this portfolio and uh he had sent it to me when i was like 16 or something like that and then i like yeah i when i was 18 i like it was my first semester of university and I was, like, using that email, and I looked at my starred emails, you know, like, the ones you, like, favorite. A little Add a little star, and it sends it to a place. And I was like, oh, what's in this file? And then I was like, oh, shit, this is in here. And I was, like, looking at it. I was like, ah, ha, ha. And then I just had this moment where I was like, 
Holy shit. This is like lit. This is child porn. Oh, damn. Yeah, so I, I didn't like, know. That, sorry, I I didn't mean to interrupt that story. That I didn't know it was going to end with you being, I guess, le- a legit child pornographer. Well, I'm no, I'm not a pornographer. I'm not what? Uh, hey, sorry. <laughs> Don't attack. I'm not attacking. I'm just being. I'm just saying the. the I'm not sp- a pornographer. Yeah, you're like the like Larry Flint. No. Don't call me the Larry Flint of child porn. I'm not. I'm not calling you it. It's just like that's what I'm happened at the end relapse. of the story. Dude, uh, did you delete that folder? Absolutely. Like that's okay. that. The point of the story was that like I forgot that it was in my email until I looked looked at the star the stuff and then I saw it and I was like, holy! I was like, holy shit! This is so fucking illegal. Yeah. And I bet I guarantee you, there's probably like. 20 to 25 guys of people that i went to high school with that have no idea that this bomb is sitting in their email right now well it's it's not like a but it's not a time released bomb it's just like if you ignore it then it's nothing that's true that is true that's the thing is like if you if you don't know it's in there then it's fine but like then again it's in you know yeah, but it wasn't child... Uh, okay, I know that we're going into a lot of the uh, mechanics of child pornography, but if you were, like, attracted to it when you were a little kid, then you grow up, it's like, are can you not be attracted to it when you're an adult? Well, it's different, because if you're, like, attracted to, like, Princess Jasmine when you're growing up, and then, like, later in life, you're like, oh, I'm into Princess Jasmine, it's like, she's been of age this whole time. So that's okay. But it's like, I was... Uh, I guess all these... Princess Jasmine was like 16 or 17 in the movie. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Somebody's got to move to France. (laughs) It's so funny that the French are just like, no, we love the child porn. It's so funny. (laughs) They're not children. They're sexy little adults. (laughs) Yeah, we think of them as little (laughs) tiny baby models. (laughs) Yeah, they're not child actors. They're future porn stars. Yeah, it is weird that uh, France is just cute. Like, it's so much more chill about certain yeah. things, but also not chill about, like, things that are vulgar. But, like, child pornography, probably the most vulgar thing in the whole world. Wait, They're just like, France go for it. France is cool with it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's where Roman Polanski went. So, I not I don't mean to attack you or go your on. riff, um, but I think it's less of a riff and more of a claim. How much do you know about France's legal system? Uh, not that much, but I do know that they are uh, the age of consent is mar- is wildly lower than it is here in uh, Jamie. North pull up age of consent in France. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Jamie, can you pull up uh, some child pornography? <laughs> okay, um, age. I feel bad telling that story about the emails. I feel like that's an incredible story, I though. Thought it was. I thought it was going to be like entertaining or something, but then I realized like there's also just like so much opportunity there for someone to listen to that and be like, "Ah, uh, did you delete it?" <laughs> you no, know, like, don't don't even think about that because it's like, I uh, even if somebody was to like ru- like break into your email and find that and then also be like, "Well, like look at at William, he was doing the thing that literally any boy his age would do." Well, I mean, I just got it from this guy. I just got it from this guy. And, like, it in, like, that was, like, so cool in, uh, when I was in high school. But then, uh, obviously it gets much less cool because, like, it's also, like, I don't know. They're all taken on, like, shitty Razor fucking Motorola cell phones. So none of the pictures are that good. And then later, 
like you just have all this access to like regular porn which is like way better and then yeah finding that in my email and i was like because i was all bummed about not being 19 when i was living in halifax because that's the legal drinking age and i was like all bummed i'm like oh i'm still underage i'm still underage and then i'm like i find this uh <laughs> email with like all this child Jesus porn in it, and i'm like holy <laughs> shit i am way i'm of age I'm it was of so age. funny if it was like literally like it was a hundred gigabytes <laughs> you were like, like I, I just forgot about it it's yeah. like taking up your entire google drive it's like that thing from the matrix all those green numbers like flipping and flipping and <laughs> i know kung fu <laughs> uh i remember i got an email from no I, this was like probably almost 10 years ago but like a girl i'd never dated or had sex with but she like we used to we were friends from high school and we'd email back and forth i was like man why did i think that she was into me and, like, she sent me, like, a bunch of pictures of her in, like, a bikini. Yeah. This was, like, when she was, like, 20 or something. Ooh. But it was, like, of course I would have thought that she would have wanted. I think she was just, like, there was no understanding of, like, whether this was, uh, like, I would like this or not. So she's just, like, using it as, like, a feeler. Like, oh, hey, here's me on vacation. And it's just, like, her in a bikini. Wait, a who bunch. sent this to you? This is a girl from high school named Ashley. And you were in, you were in high school. She was older than you? Uh, no, you're the same age. Uh, this was like when I was 23, 24. And she sent you an email with her body in it? Yeah. And what was the conversation like? She was just like, hey, how are you? Well, this was like when emailing wasn't as like common, too. Like, oh. it was like we were writing letters to each other. So it'd be oh, really, really nice. long. And then like... Uh, I did that, too. Yeah. I, 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 last night, I haven't done that in years now. Yeah. But th- looking back, it's like, oh, I guess we probably could have hooked up or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could have parlayed that into like, yeah, if you want to boil down that that relationship that I mean, you're, you're having like wonderful like chats and stuff like that. We were having good chats and like I I I did have a crush on her at the time. Oh, that is the tough thing is like you just do all this romantic shit but then like when it boils down like what your bo- like what your brain is like what is the the engine that is powering all these like romantic conversations is like just also being like he come 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 I've been fantasizing about just like a switch to turn off my dick entirely Really? Oh my god, that would be so nice. It's like slowly powering down now that I'm in my 30s. Oh, that's nice. Oh, it's very nice. That's nice. Mine's ramping up because of like not drinking and stuff oh really you just feel more aware of your body feel so much more aware of my body and it's like it's crazy i'm like my girlfriend will listen to this like i love my girlfriend so much i love her so much and the second she's out of my sight if i see uh, another hot girl like i it's not even like that i will leave or anything like that but the part of my body that's just like just go ruin everything with what you have now really yeah, not like ruin it, but I mean like the part I, I know of me what you that mean. like starts fantasizing about like, oh, look at how hot. She, like I'm, I'm. I thought I was over that. I thought I was like over fantasizing about like what my life would be, getting, you know. Well, I, I wish I, I had. I, 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 I fantasize I, about uh, like momentary pleasure, and then it's yeah. like, but it's it's like the momentary pleasure is just like, I there's no other thing. Like it's like uh, I want the demon released, <sighs> and that's. that's that's, that's yeah okay that's the better way to explain it. i was like regretting e- saying that because like that's no i, I can it. cut that out if you want no it's it's w- what you said describes it better because like i was making it sound like i was already ready to leave my girlfriend for like literally anybody but like 
that's not. That's I know. Not, we. I know for. I know for a fact that's not true. No, it's not true. It's no. like. But what you said about the momentary pleasure, like, it's just. It's so weird how like everything will just be fine and normal, and I'll be living my life, and like, then I'll just see something or walk by someone or smell someone's perfume, and then the thought of that momentary pleasure how much of my i'm like literally 60 40 60 percent being like go try do it yeah but do you like uh I'm, I'm like i don't know i mean i mean without drinking without cigarettes without drugs it's like there's there's so few vices in both of our lives yeah now that it it's i mean all we have is this yeah all we have is this and honestly this I was amazing. excited about this all fucking day. Like, just talking to you. Yeah. I was legit, like, more excited about this than I was about doing a set tonight. This, yeah. yeah. This is good. This is this is good, too, because this is, like, when you, like, jerk off earlier in the day and then you have sex later that day and you just last way longer and you're just, like, crushing puss. Like, you're just ripping it. And then <laughs> What's crushing puss to you? What is, what do you mean? What, you said crushing puss. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was started saying it, but then I regretted saying it. This oh, last, okay. like, 15 minutes, I've said, like, th- four things. Ever since I said the thing about the email, I'm, like, so <laughs> self-conscious and, like... No, don't be self-conscious. Like, whatever, man. Like, this is... I, I, I much prefer, like, you being completely honest than, like, whatever. If somebody uh, is listening to this who would actually try and do damage to either of us... Well, I don't even like, care. Like, whatever. Fu- fuck them. Like, they're losers. <laughs> I don't even care about them doing damage. It's more just, like, I'm, like... I like as I was saying that I forgot that I'm like ashamed of myself sometimes, and uh, that's I, that's I what like I'm feeling now. Ashamed. I swear, honestly, optimal will is you like a little bit ashamed. I'm a little bit ashamed right now. I might even be like a lot ashamed right now because I also said that I would like, I j- like would leave my girlfriend. No, you would. Pleasure. You will. You but know that you wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. But like it's, I guess yeah. That what I'm trying. I was trying to get across is like hopefully that makes sense. But now yeah, I'm when just, you're like, speaking spi- with, I'm uh, spiraling. I, yeah, I am. Uh, get out of get out of it. What, what, what happened is you're using hyperbole, and you, when you use hyperbole, sometimes you use like extra flowery language. Yeah, and then my heart is like, hey, that's not true. And then I and I'm like, do I listen to my heart or do, like do I just let my mouth get away with what it's done? Yeah, like when I <laughs> I, I lied about having Omicron to get out of all of those gigs. <laughs> it started with me being like, oh, I was I feel a little bit sick, so I'm not going to do this. And then I was like, I faked Omicron <laughs> to get out of a whole bunch of gigs. Yeah, and then you know it's that like, it's like when you tell someone something's like ten bucks, but it was actually five, and then you get an extra five bucks, and then you're like, ha ha, and then and then you read the definition of fraud, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh god, I've done fraud, I did fraud. Uh, I've actually, uh, I'm probably the most honest person with money that I know. Really? Yes, I feel genuine uh, weirdness if I don't work for money. Yeah, it's uh when like if I'm working what on a project, it? I yeah. need to be paid. Yeah, but if I'm uh getting paid a little bit too much, I feel guilty. Oh, really? Yeah. And Warren Buffett says like if you're not making money in your sleep, you're not making money. I am not making money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think I only make money when I'm awake. Uh, I lose money when I'm asleep. Wait, how? Uh, like electricity and stuff. And Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin. Bringing it back to Bitcoin. Bring back to Bitcoin. Uh, we should turn one of our podcasts into an NFT. It's called a non-fungible token. A no. 
I've gotten like three NFT offers from random emails over the past few days. No fat. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If you're out there and you're fat, we are no no fat thanks. <laughs> Hi. Our podcast is called No Fat Thanks. <laughs> where we try to eat as many treats as we can. But we also exercise as much as we can. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a wellness and no fat thanks podcast. Yeah. Okay, uh, we're at uh, hour twelve. I think oh, that's okay. good. That's so much. That was that was a good one. That uh, was thanks so for listening. Fun. Great job, uh, listener, for uh, making it all the way to the end. If oh, you what do you mean, great job? To the listener. Oh, sorry, I attacked. I didn't attack all episode, and I just attacked there. I all right, myself. that means the last fourteen minutes is. Hello, <laughs> it's me, Bobo Gijo. Thank you for listening to the Sleepover Podcast. Uh, come to Italy uh, when you hear your family. Have fun, we.